Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We're actually late recording this, you know. You won't be able to tell because it's a recording, but we're late recording this. And do you know why? Tell them, Connor. Tell them why you're late. So I'm Come on. really sexy now. No, I'm, I'm like the apex for a man. I am sexy as fuck and sexy men need to shit. And I have had three shits this morning. And I always get a pre-podcast poo <laughs> churning away. Thinking about it, right, you're bulking, aren't you? So you're doing the bulking shits. They're epic. Oh, man. My shit. It's, because it's, it's effort. Well, the, the diet regime I'm on is on a Saturday, you, you basically eat as many calories as you possibly can because it does several things. It stops you, your metabolism slowing down. And it's also psychologically makes it easier, dieting hot. And it works. I mean, you've seen my physique. Mm. And it sounds great. You think, oh, I can yeah. eat as much of everything I possibly want. Could ever, ever fucking dream of eating on Saturday. So you're never more than five days, six days away from your next fucking cheese sandwich or bag of crisps or whatever. But after about an hour or two, it gets a bit tiring because it's not just, oh, I'm going to eat until I'm not hungry anymore. So I'm going to eat until I'm fucking bursting. It's, and it's not pleasant. But my Sunday morning shit is fucking, if it's not, it, it's actually epic and it could even be heroic. Honestly, I have to fight to get the fucking lid down. The damn thing's trying to crawl out after me. It's fucking gigantic. <laughs> it's gigantic. It's got muscles it's itself. Right, it's got muscles yeah, it's a fucking, <laughs> it, it is a fully fledged, fully evolved life form in its own right. It's my baby. I, I, I've it got spasm human... in the barn. <laughs> it in would America, be murder to kill it. In America, it'd have more. <laughs> yeah, in America, it'd have more rights than a woman. <laughs> yeah, abso- absolutely. Yeah. It is this heroic, if not actually, sorry, epic, if not actually heroic shit. It's fucking huge. And it's, it's never ending. You think it's got to stop soon. Otherwise, I'll be empty. All my internal organs will come out, you know? Anyway, this it's is a business podcast. No, no, I, I need to say my bit about bulking. This is my first ever oh, okay, bulk. Yeah. And it's not, even a, it's not even a heavy bulk. Yeah, I'm trying to hit 3,000 calories. It's hard. Probably... That, that's not even a bulk. That's just slightly above probably my maintenance with the amount of exercise that I do. But 3,000 calories. That's a, mm. I never knew how much food that was. That's a ridiculous amount of food. I have to have fucking two lunches and fucking snacks prepared. And a, a snack for me is something that is, is spare of the moment. Oh, I'm feeling a bit snacky and you grab something. I have to plan my snacks now. And my snacks are other people's meals. It, it, it's fucking awful. I, I hate it. I much prefer dieting to bulking. Mm-hmm. I agree. Without, without gout. I mean, and it's also, I find it psychologically easier as well because I'm not getting fatter. Because you can't bulk without putting on some yeah, fat. Yes. I mean, unless, unless you're, unless you're, if you're a rank beginner or you're, or you're very young, possibly, for a while. But in the main, you can't. You, you put on some fat, it's inevitable. And you think, all oh, that fucking hard work getting my six-pack, and you see it disappearing, and you think, I've got to stay focused on building the muscle, building the muscle, building the muscle. The fat will come off. But it, it's, it's psychologically challenging. And, as yeah. you say, it's non-stop fucking eating. And uh, it, it, it sounds great, but it's not. Because it's not like you're binging on alcohol and 
chocolate and biscuits and things. You've still got to keep some mm. semblance of, I wouldn't say eating clean, it's like a bollocks, but you, you need to keep your protein up and you, you've got to be somewhat mindful that what mm. you're eating is actually going to be beneficial and not just empty calories like alcohol. You know? It's, and, and of course, alcohol puts the bulking, other things bulk, as well. But. Bulking has driven me insane, John. I am having, like, the, the other day I wanted, and don't take the piss, because you will take the piss, because <laughs> this is fucking pathetic. <laughs> I really of course wanted, I'm going to take the piss, especially when you tell me not to. <laughs> I really wanted a homemade ice oak latte. <laughs> and I've got some unflavoured isolate. So I, I just put a scoop of unflavoured isolate in, in my ice oat latte and then put it in the blender and it ended up a frappuccino. <laughs> Sounds disgusting. It was really tasty, but it, I was surprised at how nice it tastes, but it's driven me to madness. I'm looking at my coffee and thinking, can I get some protein in this just to get my calories get some, up? Like get some fucking calories in Another 100 calories that I don't have to worry about. Mm. Uh, I know it's, Killer. it's... I know it is. I mean, if you want... A good source, a good sources of lots of calories, but probably will play havoc with your autoimmune shit. Is things like bread and rice. You know, bread bread is very yeah. high in calories, really. Yeah, it's, it's nice as well. You can't you can't beat a mm. cheese sandwich, can you? Can you tell I'm hungry? Just talking about food. I'm starving. Yeah. It's Friday. Tomorrow's skip load <laughs> day. So I've been dieting hard all fucking week, and I'm ravenous. <laughs> anyway, to business. A, a slice of butter. No, not yet. Buttery toast. <laughs> Buttery toast is a treat. Oh, yeah. With cheese. Got to have cheese. Or chicken or ham or all of them. Do, <laughs> do you like cheese on toast? Uh, not a... Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, anything with cheese on it is all right by me. Especially a cock. When you bake it in the Cheesy cock. Under the grill. Cheesy cock. It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> oh, do you like crumpets? Yeah, a bit of... Uh, Toasted crumpets with oh, cheese. I love crumpets. Fucking love it. So good. With some Worcester sauce. Worcester sauce. I don't do the Worcester sauce there, no. Or as the Americans would say, Worcester sauce. Oh, do you not? No, <laughs> not much. I'm not really into yeah, Worcester sauce. Yeah, mate, for my, che- my cheese on toast, give me some red onion and some Worcester sauce on top. Oh. oh. Sarah makes the most... On, on a Saturday anyway, night. We can move on to, to just, just, a, just oh, around no, the day off... <laughs> Sarah makes the most amazing courgette cake. It sounds disgusting, but it's like a carrot cake but with courgettes instead of carrots. What? And it's fabulous. And she puts uh, uh, this lime, lemon and lime glaze on, uh, not uh, like a icing, not icing, uh, just a topping with its cream cheese and lemon and lime and, yeah. and crisp pistachios and walnuts. And then you have it with ice cream. It's the most fucking epic thing Ooh. you can imagine. I oh, know, it's fucking great. Ooh, it just rounds the bay off nicely. Anyway, can... now we can talk about business. Can you... Yeah, how right. I have a request. Can we open a restaurant? Can you, can you, no, can you, can you bring me a slice when I come on Monday? That sounds amazing. All oh, right, yeah, because Sarah should be making a new one because the last one's gone a bit, she was away for a week, so it's gone a bit stale. But yeah, all right, do that. Oh, can we, can we Very nice. record a podcast on Monday? Can we do it over, can we do it over courgette cake? Yeah, we can do, yeah. All right, do that. I'm sure she won't mind. Cool. So, well, thank you, Mrs. EBG. On to business. Well, she is the fabulous baking lady, after all. That's what she's called. She keeps meaning to do a blog, but you know what it's like. She's a bit of a wannabe and a gonna do, you know. Speaking of which, 
Oh. Uh, yesterday, we were talking about this this morning before we came on air, and uh, I got a, a text message, a, a WhatsApp of one of my EBGS yesterday, and it was a screenshot. Um, hang on. And she was saying, uh, I won't read it all out because there's quite a lot of it, but basically, yeah. she sent me this screenshot, and it was a screenshot of a lady called Sarah Maguire, who's my friend, saying, spot on, you've been talking to John McCulloch by any chance. And then Lisa, my client, said, for about a year now, might have to stop if I'm starting to sound like him. And then they went on to have a discussion, and basically um, what it was, some bloke had posted on LinkedIn saying, <laughs> I'm not making this up, he's a freelancer. And he's, let me just check to make sure I got my facts right. Uh, oh, fuck's sake, John. Uh, the original post, which she also sent a screenshot of. I don't enjoy chasing up unpaid invoices. So far in 2022, I've had, and basically we're only six months in, right? I've had to chase late payments, right for it, 25 times. That's basically one a week. It's not right at all, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he's complaining about it. And Lisa commented on, on this thread. I eliminated the problem by charging up front. Got tired of having to chase payment, which is, you know, if I don't pay, I don't do the work. All right. And then he came back and said, I think that's a great idea in theory, but it depends on what you do. Now, some projects I do are not a set price and costs are totted up at the end. There's so much fucking wrong with that. He is a yebber and an asshole. He's, he's doing the worst possible yeah. thing, in my opinion. He's got a serious fucking problem. Late payments, 25 of them this year. One a week. He's got late, late payment problems. Serious fucking cash flow issues that's going to cause you. He's been offered the solution, and he doesn't want to take it. He'd rather whine about it. You know, I keep saying this over and over again. Posting on social media, asking for advice from people, who haven't solved the problem yet is a waste of time because all you're getting is is support and, and pleasant noises from your echo chamber. And when someone chimes in with advice like my client Lisa did, they don't want to know. Oh, it won't work for me because excuses. Now, there's, there's a few things in this. Let's, let's come back to that one, the fucking pathos of it. The really cool thing is I'm now in a position where I'm, I'm being talked about behind my back. You sound like this guy. I'm known for something, yeah. and that doesn't happen overnight. You know, it, it's, it's a great position to be in, don't get me wrong. It's fucking brilliant, and it, it's kind of, I've arrived, you know. It's, it's PKBG. I'm known for this. But that happens by making it, you know, it's, it's by standing for something and then having the courage and the integrity to commit to it. Because, you know, one of the, you, we've been having the testimonials done for uh, the, the event we did, and I've had a few others done as well from people who've read Wellhead Freelancer. And one common thing that comes through all my testimonials for people who have known me for any length of time is his message is consistent. Kevin and Vicky, you know, they've yeah. been with me for a dozen years or so. And Vicky will say, you know, John has always said the same thing. And I can do that not because before I opened my mouth and started teaching this stuff, I made sure I learned it and understood it, knew what I was fucking talking about, the principles, the fundamentals. Unlike most people these days who, who learn a little bit of shit and say, oh, I can become a coach and teach people. This is easier than actually fucking doing it for clients, you know? 
it's a yeah. great position to be in, but it takes time. It takes it takes the it, the 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 diligence to learn your fucking craft. It takes the courage to stand for something and the integrity to stick with it. When even when times get difficult and other people, when everyone else is saying the opposite, you know, we are the mavericks. We are the renegades. The way we talk about marketing and stuff, and everyone else is, is says we're wrong pretty much, but we're not, and we prove we're not with the results we get and the results we get for our clients. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's really frustrating. Um, we've seen it most commonly with LinkedIn coaches. Um, they find themselves upon a branch and they never take the time to, to, to look around and to find what tree they're attached to. And they keep saying about how great this branch is without actually realizing what they're fucking attached to. The foundational Absolutely. fundamental knowledge. And they can't look far enough to see there's a massive great big crack in that branch. Because <laughs> it's a it's a shit tree. It's a shit tree. Well, I've I've seen these people, these these in these LinkedIn coaches, openly admit I can get you engagement, but I don't know how to teach you to, to turn those into sales. Then what is the fucking point of it? You know, what's the point in getting attention if you don't know what to do with it when you've got it? I can get attention. I could run through Clonakilty fucking start naked. That's going to get me loads of attention. It won't do me any good, but it'll get me attention. Probably get me arrested yeah. too. The number one reason 99% of people we talk to should be in business is to make money. And it's, off, it's very funny how often the money gets forgotten in business situations. What he's done there is he's leaving the money to the end because he's too embarrassed to bring it up, up front. Um, because yeah. he's scared it will lose the sale. He's, he, he then will justify it by saying, well, because, you know, it goes on and we tot it up at the end, um, the bill ends up being a lot higher. And it's like, well, if that's the case, then you can start at the very least with a minimum project fee that's paid up front. Oh, there's so many ways he could fix this. I mean, if I was in this situation, I, I mean, he could do it on a retainer, which gets paid at the beginning of the month for a start. Yeah, yeah, that 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 could work. He could do a a a project fee, which gets revised every three months, say, or every month. I don't know. Yeah, he could do staged payments, and if he gets an overpayment, he pays it back. Because there's nothing, you know, there's loads of ways of doing it, yeah. which do not involve waiting for payment at the end. He could even do it so you get paid on completion of the work before you actually send it to them. Say, so, okay, I've written this sales page or this web page. Now, before I send it to you, settle my invoice. Then I'll deliver it. They, they, yeah. they, they could use escrow. They could use escrow. Put them out yeah. in escrow. You know, there's, a, it, there's loads of different ways you could do it. But no, ways around got, it. got to do it this way. Get totted up at the end. So what he's saying is he's going to rely on the goodwill. He's working for free and then relying on the goodwill of clients. Well, they're not clients if they haven't paid him yet. So he's re relying on the goodwill of people who are still yeah. prospects to pay him for the work he's done. Well, that's entirely his choice, and I, I would never mm -hmm. tell him he's not allowed to do that. But it's fucking stupid if he does it. He really is. You know, I've yep, got a day's consulting coming up, and the guys, the guys paid me 50% deposit, and he's paying me the rest in a week or two when I send the invoice. Um, but, you know, he'll pay it before I, before I even book my flights. I'm, you know, I don't do anything until I've been paid. And he's a good friend as well. It's, it's, it's not like I'm being an arsehole because I don't trust him. I do trust him. I trust him to pay me afterwards. But I'm not going to break my own rules. I know this is the way it works, and he's okay with it, and I'm okay yeah. with it. And I did the same with Dan Kennedy when I went to see Dan. 
I paid way up, way up front. Now that's that, those are the rules. And if you don't want to stick to the rules, then great. But we don't do a day's consulting, or we don't write your copy, or we don't <laughs> we don't get into the inner circle, or whatever. You know, it's it's a no brainer. Yeah, I just I just don't understand. I don't understand where this this reticence comes. I mean, I suppose there's lots of confounding variables, aren't there? I mean, the, the, there's the whole people are embarrassed to talk about money thing. And that probably goes way back in our history when the merchant classes were looked down upon. Yeah. You know, probably a thousand Speed years, one. maybe. When the, yeah, when the Normans invaded us and they were all the, uh, mm. maybe the landed gentry and, and working and money were, were just for the little people. I think some of it perhaps goes back to that. I think some of it's to do with the theory of rejection too, being told no. Uh, n- never mind losing the sale and yeah. what that means in terms of money financially, but the, the sense of being told no, I don't want your work. People are afraid of mm-hmm. that. And then, of course, there is this idea that you might lose a sale. But how can you? Here's a here's a thing, right? People need to understand this. When you're talking to a prospect, you don't have anything. So how can you lose it? Yeah. <laughs> How can you lose a sale when you haven't got the sale? Yeah, there's nothing to lose. No, because you haven't got anything. You've got you've got someone's studies. vague interest. There's been studies on this. People um, people are more scared of losing things they don't have rather than things they do have. We value things we don't have more than the, the, more than we value mm. the things we do have. There's been real deep psychological studies into this. And it's dumbfounding. It is. I mean, it's well known we 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 uh, we don't want to miss out. We don't want to. We will work harder to keep something we have than lose something we don't have than, than attain something we don't have. And what what is strange there is what what's happening is people are more willing to fight for a, to, to to save an opportunity than to save something they already have acquired. It's still, it's still fighting mm-hmm. not to lose something. It's loss of opportunity. I don't understand it. I, I don't feel that at all myself. Yeah. Maybe I did once, but I've trained myself not to with uh, the, the stoicism and also the sales training. Uh, and it's let go of the, of the emotional need to make a sale. Part of it comes down to the fact, I think, most business owners of, of all descriptions, because they don't have a process in place, end-to-end, and we've got the 16-word, it's 50, 16, not 15, by the way, 16-word marketing strategy. <laughs> it starts at the beginning and goes through to the end. Right? It's very straightforward and simple. <laughs> it's not easy because it requires a lot of work, but it's, it's simple. It's not hard to understand. Most people don't have that. They, they, sales come to them almost as if by magic. They, they throw a load of shit out onto social media, and sometimes they'll, they'll make a sale. They, they cannot correlate their, their sales they make with the shit they put out there. So it's almost like magic. So what they do is they, they because they can't see this yeah. causal connection between what you put out and what you get back in, they fear losing the potential for a sale because they might not get another one. They don't understand it. It's just you turn the fucking handle and, and something comes out. It's like a, a mincing machine. You put shit in one end, you turn the handle, and out comes a sausage, you know? <clears throat> and we, we've got a marketing system. So we know if we throw people at that sales page... Given, given time and all the, the, the stuff we've got going on in the background, we get members going to Inner yeah. Circle Silver. They pay us money, more money. Mm-hmm. And we know that most people probably pay us five quid for the book, but then others will pay us another, four, another 50 quid for the, up, for the bump, and then some others will pay us 95 quid for the, the upsell. Meaning our average sale is £13 
for a five pound book. And we know this statistically happens. So we don't care about someone hitting the sales page and bouncing off. We just don't give a shit because we know statistically over large numbers, this is what happens. (laughs) And that's all marketing is. It is a numbers game. It's what, mate? Yeah, it is. is. I was just saying it is. It's maths. It's, It's pulling levers at the correct time and observing data and making strategic decisions off the back of it. I say to people, when when your business gets big enough, it becomes very boring because you do just need to look at numbers. Yeah. That's, that's when, of course, we, I mean, we've got, you know, the the bronze is people have just got the book. Yeah. That's, that's your first rung on the ladder. You go up to silver and we work more on the business as a business. When you start getting to the high levels with us, it's more work on you as a person because the business is sorted, but your business can't grow beyond how far you grow yourself. If you're stuck in a, a mindset of we can't raise the prices, um, we can't have a 50 K offering. We can't have a hundred K offering. If you believe that and you won't do it, well, you're stuck. You know, you, you will eventually reach that point where your cost of acquisition um, means you're, your your margins get thinner and thinner and thinner, and you'll end, you know you you you're limited to the size of the. It's a bit like an octopus, or is it an octopus? No, it's a plant. You, you 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 can you know if you if you grow say a a courgette or something in a in a jam jar, it'll grow to the size of the jam jar and no bigger. Okay. It can't. Yeah. Well, it's the same yes, as, as yeah, your business. Yeah, your business can only grow as big as you are. So we at the higher level, so we got elite and then renegade, which we're still planning. You know. When you get into those, you're working at a completely different level. That's why people are going into Elite and Renegade are paying a lot more. And it is not really not for startups and your average freelancers. So people who are already successful but need to grow more but can't because their current skill set, their current size of them as a person isn't big enough. You know, their their courgette has filled their jam job. Yeah. Yeah. Their courgette has filled the jam job. In order to grow the business, yeah, you and Courgette today. Yeah, well, it's funny enough. I mean, Courgette I think Charles. Sarah's growing her own Courgettes. We, we've certainly grown our own cucumbers. Same thing, <laughs> you you spend fucking hours cultivating cucumbers to save forty nine cents at fucking Duns. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've got. I um. I don't really want to say too much, but I've got uh, someone who. My God, how do I say this? There's someone that I see relatively often. Uh, I wouldn't call them a friend, but I have to see them relatively often. And they're convinced that the world's food supply is going to collapse. Convinced, utterly convinced. So The world's food supply? Yes. Yes, right. like the transport links and everything, and there's going to be a world food shortage. Um, not, not a little bit of a shortage, but mass shortages. Like people will die streets very soon uh your average joe uh and so they've started cultivating their own little vegetable garden and <laughs> with how long it takes to grow a fucking cucumber and a tomato <laughs> and they're probably only working with one square meter worth of space it's like <laughs> you're giving yourself an extra week here <laughs> you can't yeah. live off that Bless them. And of course, what makes him think that other people aren't just going to wander up and steal it? (laughs) 
I mean, we, oh, we could do very well. We've got, got about an acre. We've got about an acre out there we could clear and grow stuff on. Um, yeah, you, you I, I right. think it, it, he's probably not wrong, actually. Anyway. Well, we've got rabbits as well. We've got more rabbits than you could shake a stick at, and I'd have no there problem catching fucking rabbits to eat them. Um, there's, I, I don't think he's entirely wrong. I think certainly, if not within my lifetime, within yours and Holly's lifetimes, we're going to see, or you're going to see, mass starvation and death on a hitherto unseen scale. Um, and I suspect the next wars will be fought over the scarce resource of water. And of course, if water is scarce, then food will be scarce too, because we need water to grow food. So he's yeah. not entirely wrong. I don't think it will. I mean, it may affect us in the West here to an extent in, in the shorter term, in that prices will go up and some things might not be available. Like, there's no sweet corn at the moment, which is really fucking annoying. But I don't think we're going to see people starving oh, in the streets. Cor- cork in, in tins. They need tinned. Um, I don't think we're going to see people starving in Cork in Dublin and, and the streets of London anytime soon. Having no. said that, the UK is only a few days away so. from starvation at any given time. You're not very self-sufficient with food. We are here. In Ireland. The uh, UK's fucking useless, mate. Hmm. I mean, if the food supply stopped completely, you'd be fucked within a week. Yeah. You wouldn't be bulking yeah. anymore. <laughs> no, no. We've, it, it, the, the human existence is very fragile, isn't it? Well, it is, yeah, and it's kind of pointless when you think about it. What are we here for? I mean, what's the fucking point of it all, really? Seriously, there's no point. No point. There isn't. No I mean, we enjoy it while we're here, but I mean, if we weren't here, we wouldn't be bothered about it because we just wouldn't care, you know? We, we, we just pumped mm. on this is... earth. We told we've got a limited time to be here, so enjoy it while you can. That's it. Get on with it. All right. Yeah. And the only, the only natural urges we have are to fuck and to eat. <laughs> and shit. Yeah. And well, everyone's yeah, stressed about fucking to me. their jobs, their businesses. It's like, chill, just chill out. Yeah, you, you know, in, a, in, a, in 150 years, everyone you know, including you, will be dead and no one will care about any of this. Mm-hmm. You, just, you just won't, you know. It'll probably be less than that for me. You know, I probably won't be here in 50 years' time. It's unlikely I'll hit 110. It's not impossible. It's not likely. By 50 years' time, mm. I'll, all my problems will be over. <laughs> yeah, nothing will matter anymore. anymore. There's a yeah. there's a wonderful video I saw of a and he ruined it at the end, and I'll tell you why. Um, but the message was good. He was probably I don't know, probably around my age, mid twenties, and he started this video by saying, "Look, no one gives a fuck about you, and I'm going to prove it." And he did like twenty different of you know when we tell people and we've told people in elite to go do something that's purposely really embarrassing yeah like go ask someone a really stupid question just just to see how little it matters anyway so he he did a bunch of different shit like he got into he went into a mall because he's in america a really busy one and he just laid down on the floor doing like snow engine movements and he just did it for five minutes and no one said anything to him. Everyone just walked around him and carried on with their lives. He was like, see, no one gives a shit. My life hasn't changed. Everyone will forget about this after mm. tomorrow. And he, he went and got milkshake from somewhere, just dumped it on his head, 
And he was like, no one gives a shit. Just, just a bunch of stupid stuff. And his whole point was, no one gives a shit. Stop taking yourself so seriously. And then at the end, uh, the message was God puts freedom on the other side of pain or something like that. I was like, for God's sake, why are you? Okay. You've ruined a really good fucking video by saying this is God. Earl Nightingale used to say um, two things. First, was this was a quote from someone else, and I don't think he gives the attribution. Uh, in a life where death is inevitable, why worry about anything at all? Very stoic yeah. attitude, that. And the other thing he said was um, you'd stop worrying about what people thought about you if you realized how seldom they do. Yeah. Now, think about all the things you've seen people do in, in your life that are really stupid. I remember once, it, probably one of the, I say the worst things, probably, probably one of those graphic things I ever saw was a woman crouched in the gutter one Saturday night as I walked home from working the doors. And she was pissing in the gutter. And she was, it was all, she was pissing around, you know, it was just everywhere because she was drunk. Well, that's a pretty yeah. fucking, that's, that's a low point in anybody's life, right? But it's not, I don't think about it. I don't, I don't walk around thinking what an awful, terrible person she was. It's just a story I tell. I don't even know who she was. So, so if you can piss in the gutter through your own gusset, then it doesn't really matter. You can do anything. But what people, what people care about is what they think others think. And, not, and they don't even know they fear it so much. It's just this, this sense that I can't do that because, you know, they don't even want to admit to themselves I care what people think. But once you don't care anymore, you become unstoppable because what else can they do? Unless they can physically stop you with, with physical violence, force, they, they're powerless. What can they do? If you were prepared, for instance, Literally, if you were prepared to live in a tent in a field rather than compromise your integrity by not working for free, for instance, or giving free calls, you're un you can't be touched. This is classic Victor Frankl. Yeah. They abused him horribly, mm -hmm. but they couldn't beat him. They could kill him, but they couldn't beat him. As in, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't claim yeah, victory. Right. You've probably run into this a lot. And I may be incorrect with this, so tell me if I am. But I believe it all stems from taking the responsibility of your own feelings. And for me, it makes sense. Your feelings are yours, therefore they should be under your control. Mm. But some people can never get past the whole you make me feel thing. No, they can't. I don't really make you feel anything. And some people can never no. get over that initial hurdle. I feel like that's the big mountain. Once you conquer that mountain, everything else becomes a lot easier. But that seems a big one that people can't seem to grok. They're scared to because it means taking responsibility. It's, it's almost like Pandora's box, you know. I, they don't want to open this box even, because once they open... I don't even think they can what, comprehend. Possibly not. Possibly not. I can't say because I'm not in their heads. But the thing, I, I do know that when you point this out mm. to them, you'll often get accused of victim blaming. Yeah, I do all the time. You know? And I, I just, I, I even had, well, this, is, this, is, this is true, right? I had a woman um, who's an NLP coach, mindset expert. She, she claims, <laughs> she positions herself as like the coach's coach on, on LinkedIn. Um, oh, talks okay. about all this stuff. She's, she's an expert in emotional intelligence. Now, one of the, the fundamental pillars 
emotional intelligence is taking control of your own feelings. That, that's, that's yeah. you know, Google it. It's, it's, it's one of the fundamental things. She came out with some sanctimonious bullshit on one of my, one of my posts. So I pointed out where she was. I thought she was wrong. And she just came back with this sanctimonious bullshit. Um, on one of my posts, but it wasn't me commenting on hers. It was hers commenting, her commenting on mine. So I just said to her, I, I, I don't need this shit. I'm just, and I blocked her. So you know what she did? This mindset expert, this emotionally intelligent person, she tracked me down on Facebook to message me, to, just to have her final say, to appease her ego. So I unblocked her on LinkedIn and posted the screenshot and pointed out what a charlatan she was. She blocked me then. This NLP expert, this coach's coach, this emotionally intelligent person tracked me down on Facebook just to have her say. She stalked me. And I, the point I made was if a man did that to a woman, he'd be all kinds of fucking pervy creep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyone who pays that woman for any kind of advice is a fucking idiot, unless they want to become pervy creeps. <laughs> Honestly, these people, are, they're a fucking joke. They're a joke. Oh, God, I, th- I think that's a good night to end it on, John. It's been uh, over half an hour. Yeah. Well, with, with any luck, the sound will be better this time because I've got my earplugs in. Because I think what might be happening sometimes is using the automatic gain control at this end means the, the sound is a bit stilted. I need to get noise cancellation turned off here. Perhaps I'll wear my, my Sennhausers next time. Next time. Um, yeah. Turn the noise cancellation off. You do you. I hear myself better. Yeah, I. Uh, oh, okay. I thought I had echo and, cancellation turned on by default, but I don't. Well, it, it won't be echo cancellation. It's the automatic gain control, which is different. Um, next week. I thought just echo to their appetite. gets rid of like the lows and the highs. I've got no idea. Automatic gain control means anyway. Carry on. My microphone will work when when I'm talking, but not when I'm not. Really, oh, okay. and there's always right, going to be a, there's always going to be a bit of latency in there. Whereas if I'm if I'm got these in, it won't need to do that. So anyway, um, next week we've got something special for you guys, listeners, because Connor and I are meeting for three days. Oh, I, we, we we'll be together for a couple of days in Cork, and we're going to do some episodes there. They will be live and in the same room, and it's going to be a riot. We'll probably be drunk as well. We'll certainly have a couple of beers down in there. We certainly will. We certainly will. John, what do people need to do if they want to enter our world? Well, if you want to start at the bottom, which is the place to start, really, you want to get the book, The Well-Fed Freelancer, go to wellfedfreelancer.com. It's very straightforward what you do. And if you've already got the book and you think, this is pretty cool, I'm bronze and I want to be silver, go to wellfedbusiness.com forward slash inner hyphen circle. Or just click the link in the many, many emails you get and you'll get in. 50 fucking quid a month. Come on, guys. If you can't afford 50 quid a month with a two-month kind of trial, after 60 days, if you don't like it, you tell us. We'll give you double your money back, 100 quid, plus a free pizza. I mean... Come on, what are you waiting for? Seriously. Fucking Christmas. That's what I need to do. <laughs> and as I always and as I always say, the ain't this month's uh training is about sorting your website out. Fuck me. This training for fifty quid is gonna be worth 
way more than 600 quid. Tens of thousands, honestly. Of fees, and that's our own with, yeah, that's Everything our own with every it. training session that it's worth a year's <clears throat> fees to you. Because this this training won't just fix this training won't just give you a a better website, meaning more sales and better clients. It'll also mean you won't spend so much on creating your website because you probably won't even need a fucking website designer. Yeah, stick that one up your bum hole in in highly. You're an absolute shit ton. So if you just want to hear more of us because you fucking love us, and there's many people like that, we see you in the inner circle, and you can get more of us from bronze from just buying the book anyway. But the best way to get to get their most juice out of us is to join us in silver. And if you're having issues with your website, you can just <laughs> pay for a year up front, get a discount, just watch the one training, and you've you, and you've made a great fucking, yeah, ask a question, and you've got a great fucking deal. Anyway, fuck you. We don't want your money. Fuck yourselves. Bye-bye. Do you want to say bye, John? No. Don't like him. Fuck off. All right. <laughs> <laughs>